הרי נדמה כאשר עצמי לאכול את הדגים האמיתיים, שבדורנו אכול את הדגים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשר בארץ הם המבחן לרבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן מפגה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. בסרט השם, we left off at עוד ו' of תורה סמר ב' section 6 of תורה 62 that we're going to start off. Um, we just talked about the idea of how to renew and adorn faith. Um, through bringing people who are far closer, through the concept of um, elevating the sparks within the letters of one's speech, and how the dibur of galut, how, how dibur, how speech essentially draws itself into exile so that I can ref- actually take out all the force of the evil forces, all, its, um, all the sparks of holiness within the, among the klipot, and then completely nullify and make the klipot vanish so that all the nations... are able to serve Hashem so that everyone basically can come close. That's how you draw everyone close, to bring speech out of the Galut and to draw speech into the Galut so that it takes out the force of the exile. Ezrat Hashem, may we have the merit to do so. So starting with section 6, And now faith is in its full-on perfection. Then one's eating becomes very precious. We said at the beginning that through eating one can unify the most awesome rectification that possibly exists. And um, it comes through eating. But one can only purify the food, etc. And one can only come to eat in that specific holiness to accomplish that rectification if he attains this faith that we have talked about in the past, um, in the lesson before this one. Because through eating, Eating is very precious because he's able to unify HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his divine presence. It says in the verse in Megillah, Boaz told Ruth, come here at mealtime. And then whenever you cause that unification, then Emuna advocates on behalf of those who are far from Hashem. That Emuna basically tells Hashem to bring everyone under God's wing. And this is her argument. The essential mistake that those who are far from God, the Emunah of Hashem, make. What is their mistake? Um, that their essential knowledge of godliness is only by reveal, is only inferenced, is only um, by inference from the reveal to the conceal. Meaning they, they tend to think That they try to make assumptions that whatever is revealed in the world is actually what occurs in concealment. Meaning, there's nothing more than that which is revealed to the eye. So if God is not present to the eye in, in, the, in the world, in, um, according to the eye of everyone, meaning in, in nature, then they think in the concealment that uh, God doesn't exist either. Because according to the, the surface, according to eye level, it seems that God is not present. And because they see that from what is revealed in the world, that the world behaves according to the constellational fig- configuration, meaning in nature, they fall into, into great errors. Each and every person according to his mistakes. This is for a person who has no amuna, who is far from Hashem. And they think, That the world operates, they all think that the world operates according to its natural order. Rabban was telling us the most practical things that possibly exist right now. So we have to pay attention. And there's people who think that one needs to serve the, the middle ground, the, 
the um, the middle pillar, meaning what? Just like they made the mistake with the egel zav, they wanted to create this golden calf to become an intermediary between them and God. So they want to serve the intermediaries of the Tzishamru. They say, Asher yelchu lefanenu. That let's make us let's make an egel zav so that they that it should go before us. This is the concept of an emtsai, an intermediary. But with mistakes like this, many stumble. Because there's no such thing as an intermediary. They create the intermediary, the main thing between them, the relationship. Meaning they, they think, um, they create logical reasons to become the media, intermediary between them and God. Meaning that they believe in God, but they believe also in the concept of an intermediary. And they believe that they need reasons for their for their faith in Hashem. They believe that they need to they they believe that they need to understand the concept of science or for example that everything needs to make sense to the eye. Everything needs to make sense according to their brain. That everything needs to fall into order, for example. This is a huge thing with regard to science. That every single day there's new theories and new this and new that. And they think that everything has to make sense logically. Everything has to conform to science in the Torah. Or else they, um, they lose their faith. Meaning that they believe in Hashem because it says in the Torah that this is, that this is like this. And then in science they see that it's, that it's legit. So what happens? Because of that middle reasoning... Because they see in the nature of the world that it confirms the Torah or, some, or so to speak. That this is why they believe. Meaning they really believe only in the concept of nature. What? What did that mean? For example, Rabbeinu brings an awesome parable here. Because it's super applicable to every person. With regard to the, the logic of Parnassah. That meaning they think or people who believe in this concept of the intermediate, the middle ground, that what? That the, that the main reason for Panasa, a person can earn his livelihood, the main way a person can earn his livelihood is through business. And they believe that the, that the, the reasoning of, of Masa Matan is the, 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 the logic behind business is the essential thing. As if, God forbid, without this concept of Masa Matan, without this concept of business, that Hashem would not be able to provide for them a Panasa. They think that the Siba, that logical explanation for how something occurs, because logically a person earns his money through business. It's not like money earns at the front of the door, but Be'emet. What Rabban was telling us is if a person had Emunah, he would believe that Be'emet Hashem provides for every single person. Hashem can give a, send a person a check <laughs> right to his front doorstep. So these people make the means of some sort of, uh, for example, what we just talked about, the means of parnasa, the occupation. They make they they think that the essential parnasa is that it's not really parnasa. It's actually just an occupation. That's how one earns his parnasa. There's no other way, because that's logical. It's natural. Makes sense. Or um, as we just saw. For example, the means of healing. That they believe that the, mean, the means of healing is through uh, medicine. So they make medicine the essential thing. They make medicine, they think that medicine is the only way. As if without a medicine or without a doctor, God cannot heal. 
The matter is not true. This is completely false. Meaning this is the essential mistake people make in falling into errors. They believe it. Sometimes people don't believe in Hashem. Sometimes they they try to under they try to um to make a deduction from nat nature that you know what I mean just as nature God isn't present that so too in the concealed aspect God is not there meaning whatever is whatever is on the surface level there's nothing deeper or there's some people that really believe in Hashem that they believe in Hashem but they make the means of some sort of thing. The essential thing when it's not true, they make the intermediary the essence for them. They they put the most important to the intermediary, to the concept of nature, but not towards Hashem who is above nature. The matter is not true. For God is the mean of all means, and He is the cause of all causes. No one needs any mean. And our involvement with these regards with regard to these means, should be that we have to believe in Hashem alone. And not to make from that mean, um, means to attain that thing, the essential thing. Meaning from that means to attain a panasa, which is going to, going to work, the essential thing. Meaning you, could, you have to believe that even if you go to work, work is not the only way to earn a panasa. That there's a place where a person can attain, emunah, where Hashem can give him his panasa without having to work at all. And when the tzaddik nullifies with his prayer, the the normal uh, the normal way that the constellations work, the normal trajectory of the constellation constellational configuration, when he basically nullifies nature, then what happens? Then from that which is revealed, because now nature is no longer existent to the tzaddik, he, he basically nullifies nature with his tefillah. Now he can, conf now people can, um, by inference from the nature, um, point to the concealed and say that there's God that exists. That Hashem listens to the prayer of the tzaddik and rearranges constellations and changes nature constantly. So we see here that the tzaddik can nullify nature and that nullifying of nature, when a person sees this, sees the power of the tzaddik, they are able to have a munah because by means what, what the tzaddik just showed them is that on the surface level there's a lot more hidden. All of this will occur in the future. In the future tzaddikim will bring life to those that are dead. To the dead. And other miracles will occur. We're seeing something amazing here. And really we have to pause and think about this for a second because we have it all wrong in thinking that the things that we do naturally are the only way that it can occur when Be'emet Hashem is far greater and far beyond this and in one second Hashem can turn nature around and tell us that everything that we think occurs in this manner and according to nature is completely false as the, much as we think that we need to go to a doctor when we heal, as much as we think that we need to go to work to earn a panasa and yes we do these things but essentially to believe in that thing is the, the essential way that is false. That's a lack of faith. Meaning we, we, we go to work for different reasons. We don't go to work because we we believe that the work provides for us a panasa because that's not the case at all. Hashem can do much beyond that. And this is what it says. Yehuda approached him. Reference to Yosef. This is approaching one king to the next king. And Yehuda told Yosef, 
He said to him, Be Adonai, please, my master. Meaning, Yehuda was referring to the Shekhinah as requesting Rachamim from Hashem over those who are far. This is the, ar- the argument that the Shekhinah makes or the Emunah makes to Hashem Let your servant speak a word in the ear of his master. So that no intermediary will be heard anymore. Because who was present? They were the translators. What did Yudah say? Get rid of the translators. Let me speak to you, my master. Speak to Yosef. And let not your anger wrath against your servant. Meaning concerning the past. Let you not get angry over the past. For you are just like Paro. What does this mean? Paro is a language of Hidgalut, revelation. To be revealed. It says, this concept of revelation. For you, for mankind only knows you from what's revealed. So this is the Shekhinah's argument to Hashem Idbar. People in the world only know Hashem and believe in Hashem because of what's revealed. And because they only think of what, they only know that which is in front of them, that which is revealed. This is why each and every person makes his mistake. The Shekhinah is basically finding a Nekudat Tova and all those who are far, finding a good point in those who are far from Hashem and saying, Hashem Yidbarach, Hashem Yidbarach, they only are far from you because they infer from that which is revealed that there's nothing concealed because they see that in revealed that it goes against nature, it goes according to nature, and not something supernatural. But the Shekhinah advocates to Hashem and says, "But you, Hashem, when you nullify your will for the Ratzon of the Tzadik, for the will of the Tzadik, when he prays, Hashem decrees something, decrees something, but the tzaddik nullifies that thing which Hashem decrees. Then they'll know by inference from the revealed to the concealed, meaning just that the tzaddik nullifies nature, and now nature is completely nullified. They see your hand. So too, they will believe that Hashem exists. When they see that the constellations Oblige this thing to occur, but actually the tzaddik nullifies that. Then they all know that God exists. God has found that He's actually fulfilling the raton of the tzaddik. And this is what it says. This is what Yehuda told Yosef. Just as Paro decrees and he doesn't carry out. Meaning Paro. Who represents the constellational configuration? Haglulim lekol gzeratam, whose gzerot are revealed to all, whose gzerot are revealed to all of us. Meaning, Paro represents the revealed concept, the revealed aspect. Paro from the word hidgalut, revelation. Avatag gozer ben chamakim. Just you too, you too yourself. You decree and you do not fulfill ki atzadik mevatel. Meaning what? The tzadik makes a decree that doesn't fulfill the word of Hashem. Meaning. Tzadik is able to nullify that which nature is obliging. Hashem decrees something, but the Tzadik nullifies it. This is what it says. Hashem made them go round about in the desert. Round about comes from the language of Seuda Mio. What's Seuda? From the language of Hasiba, 
by Yasev, which means seuda eating. But Yasev also play, is a play on the words si, hasiba, the means which we talked about, the main reason people think, the emtsa'i, the middle, the, the intermediary. Vachamushim, what does it mean? Vachamushim, etc. It says over there, Vachamushim, armed. Echad machamishat, in Perashashi. One in five. So what does this mean? Anu chameshet motatatapeh, meaning the five articulators. That through the five articulators, through speech, all the goyim will turn to the emunah of and serve Hashem in unison. And I will turn to all the nations a clear tongue, a clear language, a pure language. So we see that through the five articulators of speech, the, the other nations come to serve Hashem. What did it say? That Ben Yisrael ascended from the land of Egypt. What's Egypt? From the constrictions of the throat. Meaning through when Yisrael ascends from the primary lusts of which are what? The food and drink. From the constrictions of the throat which is Paro, which is Egypt, which is the food. Which is the three officers of Paro. Right? And this is the essential adornment of faith. As we said above, it adorns itself with adornments. The Shekhinah, that the beautiful maiden adorns itself with an adornment. Sorry, with adorns itself with ornaments, with beautiful jewelry, that it were that the lahavo um, that were not. Meaning, what al emunah bishlemut when emunah perfects itself, azay hutcha achila then food is permissible bechinat vayasev as we saw in the word vayasev. Vayasev is from the word seud is a language of seuda. Amazing, meaning nullifying the content of the hasiba, which is the means. I said, meaning hasiba. So, one hasiba, the means, the middle ground is weakened, the content of believing in the intermediary is nullified through the concept of speech bringing out the nitzotot of holiness from the galut. Then, what happens? Then, the emunah is perfect, and then what happens? Food is permissible, and now we're able to cause this unification. This is where Rabenu's manuscript stops. This is where Rabenu's writing stops. Rabenu adds, Rabbi Nathan adds. Applicable to the second section of this lesson. Shalom, we saw in section 2 that Shalom is the acronym for the phrase. The first letters of this phrase. And know what to answer to the Apikoros. As you saw in the lesson, it says over there that through peace one can answer the atheism within his heart. So now we add a new idea that through the peace that exists between one and his fellow Jew, through this, one is able to nullify atheism. It's brought in another place. Look in Torah Chavzain. If Chaim is joined to idolatry, let him be. As it says in Hosea over there. What did the When there's peace between Am Israel, even those who serve idols, we forgive them. Hashem forgives them. But, but if their heart is divided, then they will be found guilty. Meaning when there's not achdut, we are found guilty. 
And we are punished because through the machloket, sorry, by in kfirot, because through machloket strife, not love between another Jew, atheism comes. And each and every one holds fast to his opinion. Because they don't even meet together to speak to one another to convince after the opinion of his fellow, to have an open mind. And even if they come together to speak with one another they will not turn away from his own opinion because they always need to win as is associated with strife that if they're not open minded if they don't have love between another they always feel the need to win the makhluket the argument but when there's peace even those who serve the constellations the stars they are forgiven. Because through peace, it's certain that in, in due time, all the Avodah all the idol worship, all the atheism will be nullified each and every pers- to each and every person. Because through the fact that they will speak with one another and they will respond to another, they will return from their um, evil knowledge and their evil ideas and opinions and their atheistic ideas and it's certain that they will come to complete faith uh, to straighten faith to this peace cannot you mention above in another lesson this is also applicable to what we said in section 2 as well from strife creates halachot. As we brought in the Torah 12. Look over there. I believe it's in Torah 12, if I'm not mistaken. From machloket creates halachot. Are rectification for strife. Because the tzaddik basically is able to turn around and to bring those combinations of letters of that strife into words of halachot. Look what is brought over there. The tzaddik, he studies these combinations of letters that create this strife. The words of this person, the words of that person that have machloket. He creates from them a word of combinations that create a new halacha. Look over there. This is the aspect of what is brought about over here. That one needs to study halakha. That no posek meaning the codes. In order to rectify machoket, look over there. Understand this. The concept between lesson 12 that is brought over there and this lesson over here. This is applicable to section 5. It's also brought that the essence of all things is the beginning. Because all the beginnings are difficult because one is going from one opposite extreme to the other. As we saw above, Rabbi Nathan adds this idea from the word of Rabbeinu. What Rabbeinu said, This is why each and every time a person travels to the tzaddik, you need to see that this person needs to see that he is traveling every single time in a brand new manner. Not the same way that he's coming to the tzaddik now, he should come as if, um, that, meaning the same way that you went last time, you shouldn't go the second time. It should be as if you're going to the tzaddik now, as if you never went before. And it should be as if this time, 
you are coming completely brand new for the first time. For the essence is the beginning, the start. For all beginnings are difficult. That the essential service of all the days of one's life is actually the beginning, as we saw above. Look over there. And according to the strength and the passion that one has at the beginning, the same was way of how the service is going to follow afterwards. For the essence is that beginning, the start of a person's service. This is why a person has to start anew every single time whenever he goes to the tzaddik especially. Because perhaps the first time he went, perhaps that his first service wasn't, his proper starting wasn't good enough. And this is it. And if it wasn't good at the beginning, then it's possible that also his service now is not properly perfect, isn't perfect. Isn't as it should be. Because everything behaves according to the beginning. I can say this is why a person has to start new every single time. And to come to the tzaddik anew with great strength and passion and a completely new and a, with to overcome yourself with a new desire, to basically increase oneself with novelty to serve Hashem, to do it anew for the first time, so that your service now that will follow will be according to the beginning that you just started. And each and every time, a person needs to repeatedly concern himself, perhaps he did not start. Properly, and a person needs to begin and needs to begin to come to the tzaddik every single time as if it's the first time, brand new, as if he never did it before. And this is a mentality that we should have every single day, that we should live every single day as if it's brand new. And Rabbeinu said, he said this dibur, sometimes a person has to start anew every, multiple times a day, which means don't think that this is something that happens once every year, once every two years. No. Every single day you start anew. I read the Kutat Filot yesterday with this Kavana. No. Right now I'm going to read it with more Kavana. I started the Likutat Filot five minutes ago with this Kavana. No. I'm going to start again. I'm going to read it with better Kavana. And with this, the service that follows will always get better and better. And when a person renews, he's able to ascend to levels that have never been seen. Hashem, we have the merit to do so, to fulfill this Torah, this most amazing, amazing lesson, a lesson that can, that can really fill any person, even the furthest person with Emunah Hashem It's that powerful. The Rabbanu speaks about things that have mamash are so, so practical that we've been waiting for words like this for, for generations, for years, thousands of years, for, for a tzaddik like this to tell us the story of our life written in Lesson 62 of the Kutim Hashem, May we merit to go from lesson to lesson applying the words of Rabbanu and uh, God willing, we will next time do Torah Samer Gimel, Torah 63, the secret on the secret meditations of the Brit Milah.